Please turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 9. I want to begin with our foundation scripture. I think it's a fantastic foundation scripture. Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. This is where Jesus said, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. You know, that is a key to our life. We also found out from Hebrews 11:6 that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Amen? Now, so th th these are two very important and powerful things. Number one, it tells us that faith can bring about anything in our life. And the other thing is it is what makes, makes God happy. Well, I, I think that's important, don't you? <laughs> Amen? And it, remember again, it goes on to say, uh, for he who comes to God, I'm still in Hebrews 11, 6, must believe that he is, and that he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. Now, the reason why you've got to you know, add the end on is because the Bible tells us that you know, even the devils believe. I believe it's actually James. says even the devils believe and they tremble. So they believe in God, so there's no big deal about believing in God, so to speak. You, know, not, you don't just have to believe in God. You need to know that he will reward you if you diligently seek him. We also looked last time or the time before, I don't know, the last couple of times, we, <laughs> we looked at the fact that the way that we get in is the way we live. Remember Ephesians 2.8 talked about the way we get in. For by grace you've been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. What is the gift of God? It's not the faith, it's not the grace, it is the salvation that we receive by grace through faith. Amen? Now, if faith is required, you know, to receive salvation, then you, this, this is the reason why we need faith for everything after salvation. I don't know why people think that they need to have faith when they come, come to God, and then they just kind of live a life where God will just do anything and everything, and, you know, they're not responsible for the rest of their life, because, you know, if God wants, to, he wants it to happen, He'll make it happen, is what a lot of people think. This is where this subject is so important, because we are teaching you that you have to do something. You need to do something, if you can believe. Not if God can believe. Not even if God wants it really, 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 really badly for you. Okay? But if you can believe. Only then are all things possible. Only then can you walk in the blessing of God. Only then can you receive the promises of God and actuate them in your life. Amen? All right. Hallelujah. Oh, Lordy. Okay, so... <laughs> We also looked at Hebrews 10.38, and we're going to look at that. That verse actually has several other verses that substantiate it, where it says, uh, now the just shall live by faith. Remember, it is a uh, quote from Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4 that actually says in the literal translation, the just shall live and have their lives sustained by faith. Family, if our lives are going to be sustained by faith, then faith is really important. And faith needs to be something that we're exercising all the time. I've got one amen. Thank you, Pastor Verity. Okay, <laughs> listen, it is something that we are to exercise all the time. It is not something that you exercise when you get in trouble. If you don't exercise it before you get in trouble, you're in trouble. Absolutely. Get <laughs> you need to get somebody else to pray for you now. Amen. amen. Oh, we will look at that in more detail later. Um, I looked at some of the things that, you know, we receive by faith. I mentioned some of these before, but not all of them. So I just want to go through the list again and just quickly give them to you. And maybe, maybe comment on some of them today. Because I've been racing through these. I maybe want to slow down a little bit. Because these are important. Why do we need faith? Why should we walk by faith? 
Why is God not pleased when we don't walk by faith? Well, Acts 26, 18 tells us that we are sanctified by faith. Now listen, you know, it, see, 1 John 1, 9 deals with that. You know, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, cleanse us from all, all unrighteousness. There's a sanctification. We get cleansed. See, we need to receive that by faith because if we don't, then we're going to carry around all of our sins and allow the devil to harass us all the days of our life. You all know that he's the one that, you know, draws you into sinning, telling you nobody will know. And as soon as you sin, he goes from being the tempter to the accuser. He'll first tempt you and say, come on, come on. You know, nobody's going to know. Let's do this. And you know, and you foolishly listen to him, not any of you, but okay. And as, and as soon as you do it, he immediately turns around and says, how could you do that? And because the world and the religious world, can I say, has made, made him something that doesn't exist, we don't ever realize that, that is, it is he who's behind it all. And so we think, you know, oh, how could we? And, and there's no devil. It's just us. We, we knew not to do it. And we did it anyway. And then we don't receive the sanctification by faith. We don't receive the forgiveness. We don't receive what Jesus or what God says through the Apostle John in 1 John 1, 9, that if you acknowledge or confess your sin, He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness so that you are in a place now of perfect righteousness, not your filthy rags righteousness, God's righteousness. Oh, hallelujah. Joel, get that you need to receive that by faith. How many of you just received that? Please do, <laughs> okay? Because that's the way you move forward. Otherwise, the sin will tie you down and keep pulling you back. Did you get that? Okay. 1 Peter 1.5 shows that we are kept or preserved by the power of God through faith. Even our protection is uh, related to our faith. If you don't believe, you won't get it. You know, some people say, well, let's just see. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll be burying you soon. Don't do stuff like that, okay? I mean, that is dangerous. There is a devil out there that's got your number. Amen. And you need to be really careful that you don't, <laughs> you know, you don't allow him access and that you don't let him talk you into stuff he wants to do to you. Amen. That's why you come to church, right? Okay. That's why you're here. You need this. Romans 5.2 tells us that we have access by faith. We have access by faith to God's grace. Even God's grace is accessed through faith. Do you know you can't receive God's grace, the thing that helps you through the things that you can't manage in your life? Do you all know that's what grace is? You know, when you go, that's it, I can't. That's where grace kicks in. Amen. That's why it is so sad that the world doesn't have this. Because when they come to a place where they can't handle it anymore, that's it. End of story for them. But for you, it opens a door to something greater than you to step in and say, you know what? As the Apostle Paul says, when I'm weak, the power of God is strong. I mean, it just stands there in front of me and says, what? <laughs> you know? And he says, Paul, you just settle down here for a minute, dude. Take a minute. Amen. Hallelujah. That Even that is received by faith. Hallelujah. What else did I say? 
2 Corinthians 1.24 tells us that by faith we stand firm or literally stand our ground. It is by faith that you stand firm. I'm going to give you some definitions, some things that I believe will help you if I get to them, okay, with this. But you know, even, by, even when we're standing our ground, when we are strong and standing our ground, it's because of faith. It's because we believe something. Are you all with me? You know, if you don't believe anything, you won't stand for anything. Uh-huh. Okay, amen. All right. Not enough for nodding. All right, moving on. Say, <laughs> 2 Corinthians 5.7 says that we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight, which means that we are to live in a different realm, in a different reality. What, what is around us shouldn't, shouldn't influence us. This is the problem that we have, family. You know, I, I just feel like too many Christians live down here. They don't live up in, you know, in, in that place where we are meant to be seated together in heavenly places, in Christ. We are down here with the chickens, you know, just, just pecking out an existence. And, you know, if God wants us to have it, we'll have it. And we'll live this kind of life that is just dependent on everything going well around us. And if it doesn't, we're in trouble. If they're in trouble, we're in trouble. It should, okay, that should not be the case. Regardless of what is happening around us, we should be a people that is preserved by faith, that is held, you know, that is in the very hand of God and palm of God, and He is holding us. Our life is hid in Him. Amen. And the thing is, our life is actually His life. Galatians 2.20 tells us that. Amen. Possibly. Jamie is very happy there. That's his favorite scripture. But you, you need to understand some of these things. In order to walk by faith, you need to allow this thing to work. You need to receive it by faith. If you can believe, can I change it a little bit? If you, if you can believe, you can receive all these things. <laughs> they are yours now. They are not yours someday, by and by, when you get to heaven. You don't need it when you get to heaven. I know when people say, well, when we get to heaven, I go, why? You know, when you get there, there's no problem. You don't need to use faith in this way. You probably need to still use faith. We don't know what yet. I have an idea, but I won't tell you. All right. We're having trouble down enough, you know, enough down here and to go up there. Okay, back to this. First Timothy 6.12. Remember again that we are to fight the good fight of faith. Even our fight needs to be a faith fight. Now we're going to, what is a faith fight? Well, we're going to look at, you know, the six big hindrances to faith. All right, so Hebrews 6 12, uh, and verse 12 tells us that it is through faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God. Through faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God. Through faith and patience. Through faith and patience. Not just patience. Some people think, oh, if I just be patient enough. No, you need to exercise faith. man. Otherwise, you're just standing there and taking a beating. You need to exercise your faith. Hallelujah, because, see, faith is also a shield. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Hallelujah. And when you're waiting, when you are patient, when you're enduring, you need that shield. Can I say that? And it's not a shield. Listen to me. It's not, you are not the shield. <laughs> oh, I could preach on that for a minute. Yeah, let me do that for a minute. Some people think they're the shield. 
Oh God, I'll just put up with this. Where's your faith? Well, I, I, I thought that's what it, no, no, no. Your shield, the shield and you are separate. The whole point of the shield is so you don't get damaged. Do you all get that? Have we learned that yet? Don't throw yourself out there and be a shield. Use the shield. It will protect you. It will keep you safe so that you come out undamaged. That's what James talks about. We'll get back to him soon too. All right. <laughs> oh. 1 John 5, 4 tells us, tells us that it is by faith that we overcome the world. Oh, I like that scripture. It's by faith that you overcome the world. Not just stand there and just put up with it and just, you know, just hang on till the end. Amen. It says you overcome the thing by faith. We'll talk about more and more of this as we go. Mark eleven twenty three. You all know this one, don't you? It is faith that moves all the mountains in our life. If you want a mountain to move, don't just stand there and say, please, God, move the mountain. It's not going to move. You, Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And if you don't doubt in your heart, but if you believe that the things that you say are going to come to pass, then you, I'm putting all of you in there, but you get it. You shall have what you say. Amen. See, it's about you. You need to do something. Say something positive. Say something that he can agree with and that he can back you up with his power. Amen. Yeah, but, you know, I say stuff and I just don't feel it. Nothing happens. We'll talk about faith and feelings. We'll take a whole lesson to talk about faith and feelings. That's coming too. All right. <laughs> That's a problem, isn't it? We base too many things on our feelings. James chapter 5 and verse 13. It says, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Don't you love that? Are you suffering? Come in for counseling. And we'll talk to you for six hours. Is not what he says. <laughs> Do you love? I love this guy. What she goes. Is anyone suffering? Yes, me. Pray. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? All right. <laughs> he says, is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. You happy? Don't tell me about it. You go sing some psalms. Okay, is, verse 14, is anyone among you sick? Let him call the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And this is what most people stop. They go, oh, please come over and rub my favorite head with your nice smelling oil. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, now at least while I'm sick, I'm smelling nice. Seriously, family, people get so caught up in the oil and the elders that they don't read the next verse. That don't do it. Just like the water in the baptism doesn't do anything. It's what's in your heart. It's something exercised in you that does something. Amen. And it goes and says, verse 15, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. Not the oil, not the elders. It's the prayer of faith that will save the sick. And watch, it doesn't stop there. I love this. It says, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Oh, hallelujah. And praise the Lord. Amen. I mean, it takes care of everything, man. The, you know, the prayer of faith will take care of everything. The sickness, the, the problems, the unforgiveness, whatever caused the sickness, all of it will be taken care of. Hallelujah. But it's only faith. 
it, it didn't just say prayer. It didn't say the prayer of the elders. It didn't say prayer with a little bit of oil. <laughs> okay? It said, you know what the oil is for? People need a point of contact. You know, some days you kind of need something physical, something to hang on to. And that's what, for those people that are tactile that need that, you need to, you know, slap some oil on them. Uh, pour some oil on them. Don't slap it on <laughs> Just saw somebody just, yeah. Anyway, okay. But, you know, whatever, whatever makes an impression on you. Amen. You know, it's interesting when you look at Timothy and Titus. You all know Timothy and Titus in the Bible, okay? You know, Timothy was a person that needed to be baptized in water. He needed to be circumcised. He needed all those things. Titus, forget about it. Don't want to touch nothing. I'm saved. That's enough. I know. Do you know Titus was never circumcised? He went in there and he went in and dealt with, you know, Crete, you know, you know, people call them Cretans. They're not, they're Cretans, you know. They call somebody really bad. It's a Cretan. Okay, that's, that's the island that he went on to. Paul left him there and said, take care of this mess. And he did. The book of Titus is very simple. Shut up, sit down, and listen. That's it. Okay, I mean, they were the worst bunch. And he just dealt with them that way. He goes, are you second time? Shut up. It's none of your business. Timothy, oh yeah, I am, I am. Oh no, I'm getting thrown out again. And I'm just letting you know. You know, some, some kids need to be named Titus, you know what I'm trying to say? You got a problem with me? Come over here. <laughs> you know, let's talk about it. <laughs> you know? All right, so anyway, I'm just letting you know that some, whatever you need, but understand it is the prayer of faith. Faith is what does it. It's not all the outside things, but whatever you need to get, from here to there, just do it. I don't care. I'm not a person that says, well, you don't need this. And you're like, I don't. I used to. I don't anymore. I just think, who cares? Whatever you need to get to here, you know, from amen to there it is. You know, when you finish praying and to receive it from God. Whatever it takes, we'll do. Amen. Paul said, I'm all things to all people. You need an hour of counseling? We'll counsel you for an hour if that's what it takes. You need just the word and you're good? Well, they will do that. Amen. And we won't judge at all. At all. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh -huh. And of course, we know James chapter 1 verses 5 and 6 tells us that even the wisdom we receive from God comes through faith. Verse 5, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and will given uh, to him. Verse 6, but let him ask in faith. Let him ask in faith. Don't necessarily ask and go, well, let's see what comes. See, this is another problem that we have. We kind of ask and go, well, God, hurry up and do it. Whatever. No, we ask and believe. We ask and go, okay, I'm asking God and I am receiving it by faith. Thank you, Lord. That You, see, you know what you do? You open yourself up. You don't, you're not this closed container that God's got to force something through to get to you. you. You open up and you say, God, I'm here. I am listening. Talk to me. And I'm expecting something from you. If you don't expect, you won't receive. Faith is an expectancy. Amen. All right. So I already dealt with Luke chapter 17. Last time I'm going to look at it again. 
that when Jesus said, you know, the seven, even if a brother sins against you seven times, you're going to forgive him if he's sincere and he asks to be forgiven, you're going to forgive him. And, and the apostles said, the apostles said, increase our faith. <laughs> okay, they realized that it, it, that in itself required faith. And that's why I said to you, you know, this faith is not something we move on from. Amen? It is something that we live our lives by, and it should be getting stronger each day, each week, each month, each year. You should be getting stronger and stronger and more powerful as you move forward. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. Okay. Don't ever think, don't ever, ever get to the place where you're saying, oh, when, when is this going to be finished with? When can I stop exercising my faith? You better never stop. You're out in the pouring rain. When, you're not going to be asking, now when can I close the umbrella? <laughs> Better not. Especially if it's hailing. Anyway. All right. <clears throat> Let's move on. I think I'm good with that now. All right. <laughs> that should have been lesson number one. Now we're going to lesson number two. Okay. <laughs> Faith defined. Remember in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Because so, so we understand how important faith is. So the big question is, what is faith? <laughs> okay, all right. Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us this. I got 10 minutes. All right, let's see what we can do. It says, now faith is the substance. Now the word substance is also the word confidence and assurance. I love the New Living Translation. It says confident assurance. It kind of slaps it together, you know, okay? So faith is both the, I'm going to talk about this. Faith is both the substance and confident assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, <laughs> boy, here we go. I want to give you some sort of insight into the difference between substance and confident assurance. Okay, I'm going to read you a quote to start with. Um, <laughs> this is written by Hendrickson and Kistemach. You know both of them. I keep uh, quoting them. But both of them wrote this one. He, it says... Uh, the reason was that I think it was Hendrickson actually passed away, and Simon J. Kissima took over his work and kept going. And because uh, he had done all this research and he hadn't put it all into books. So uh, Kissimaka went through and did all that. Thank God, because I love the commentaries, I really do. But he says this uh, regarding the, uh, the difference between substance and assurance. He says, If I'm sure of something, I have certainty in my heart. This is a subjective knowledge because it is within me. Assurance then is a subjective quality. By contrast, the word substance is objective because it refers to something that is not a part of me. Rather, substance is something on which I can rely. As one translation has it, faith is the title deed of things hoped for. That, in fact, is objective. So do you understand there is a subjective and an objective? Okay, so this is, this is one idea. Okay, this is, <laughs> there is so much to this. I, I, but one thing that I noticed was they all have a little bit of revelation. It's not all the revelation. It's just one part. But I want you to understand, first of all, that the assurance is something on the inside of you. But I also understand that the faith, the, 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 the object is also inside of you. See, one of the things that they, you know, the way that he's seeing it is that, okay, there is, you know, when he calls it the title deed, or when the, one of the translations calls it the title deed, well, it is something that is existing in the spirit realm. God says, here's the title deed. Okay, regarding whatever it is you're believing for, here's the title deed. Okay, do you all understand what a title deed is? It is, gives you uh, um, ownership 
okay, of whatever it is you're believing for. So, you know, if, if I had the title deed, if I was uh, believing for a house and God came to me miraculously and said, here's the title deed for the house. See, that would be now something that is solid and sure and real to me that I actually own that house. I may not be living in it yet. But it is a future thing. Do you get this now? Okay. It is something in my future. It is something that has been confirmed. It is something that God is saying, it is yours. You know, whatever the case is, no matter what it looks like on the outside, it is yours. It's got your name on the title deed on this thing. Do you all get it? So that's a substance in itself. So there is that. I I, I want you to get, because I want you to get a whole lot of meanings out of this. All right. So I want you to get these two meanings to start with. All right. There is a, uh, subjective, there's an objective. The subjective, see, subjective is something that you can't really measure. If I say I believe, well, you don't know how much I believe. Dad says he believes. Pastor Verity says she believes. And we all say we really believe. Well, there's not a meter. Somebody can go, you know, one of those, <laughs> those things that do radiation. Go, and, you know, it comes to me and goes, it's like, okay, you say you believe, but okay. Goes to Pastor Verity, it's like, goes, okay, she believes, she believes. Go to that. It goes, brrr. he believes. Comes back to me. T- 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 you sure? <laughs> okay. See, it's, 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 we don't know. When I pray with you, I don't know when you say amen. Whether you meant so be it or whether you meant, I hope so. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just telling you, man. And then don't go complain. The pastor's prayer don't work. Well, now we know why, don't we? Amen. Listen, man, I can't. If God won't violate your will, how can I? Amen. Amen. You know, I can only agree with the stuff that you want to happen in your life. If you're standing there going, well, this is going to happen regardless of whether you pray or not, well, Buckley is for my prayer doing anything. Why don't you pray for something else in your life? I I don't know. (laughs) You know? Are you all with me? Listen, I get it that sometimes we don't have the faith for things. But at least, even when you don't have the faith for something, at least you can have the faith in the person that's praying for you. That's right. You know, when, when that person came up to Jesus and said, If you will, you can make me whole. Jesus said, I will. He was putting all of his faith in Jesus. He didn't have any faith. He just said, If you will. But the woman with the issue of blood, whole different story, wasn't it? She didn't care about if he willed or not. I'm getting it anyway. She came, grabbed his coat, took it out. Jesus went, whoa, somebody took something out of me without asking. But it was okay. <laughs> he was very happy. And he said, your faith has made you whole. But remember Jairus, same story. I love that they put the two stories together. Faith of God, faith in God. Jairus said, if you come and you lay your hands on my daughter, she'll live. And even when she died, Jesus said, say nothing. Let's go do it. Yes, but that was, shh, don't say anything. I'm still working on. If you lay your hands, she will live. Some days, the greatest fight we have is to shut up. Because we so want to tell somebody, don't we? Because the devil really pushes that. Because he, he needs your permission to do anything in your life. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, you can slap him down with the word. Did you get what I just said? If he violates your will, you rebuke him. He has to go. And he'll be penalized now. You catch him stealing something from you, he has to pay back seven times. 
Oh, I, I really work on that one. <laughs> anyway, all right. Are you getting this? I, I, I really don't want to go, I don't want to race through this because you really need to get a hold of this stuff. All right. <laughs> I want to read something now from F.F. F. Bruce in his commentary. He says, there is something to be said about the objective meaning represented uh, by the King James Version, that faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the New English Bible, now listen to this, that says faith gives substance to our hopes. Faith gives substance to our hopes. Faith gives substance to our hopes. I really like that version. He says, that is to say, things which in themselves have no existence as yet become real and substantial by the exercise of faith. Oh, don't you love that? This is what I want to bring to you, okay? The wisdom from all these guys. I mean, they have some incredible wisdom. Did you get this? Can I read that to you again? Okay. Things which in themselves have no existence yet become real and, subs and substantial by the exercise, can I say, of your faith. They become real and substantial. Things that cannot be seen yet, that don't exist yet in this realm. They exist in that realm, but they're not here yet. See, remember when Jesus said, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them? Do you know when you believe that you receive them, you actually have them in the spirit, they actually become real. Because God's not slow in, in, in answering your prayer. Did, did you all get that? See, this is where we miss it. See, God, now, let me give you a little picture here. I hope this helps you. Let, let's say I'm believing for a Bible. All right? Say, Lord, I need a Bible. I, you know, I'm, I'm preaching and stuff, and I don't have a Bible. I need a Bible. And, and so I say, Whoo, somebody showed me Mark 11:24 from their Bible. See, Lord, if I had that, I wouldn't. <laughs> anyway, and it says what things you ever desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them. Believe that you receive them. When? Now. Now faith is. Faith is now, okay? Believe that you receive them right now, and you'll have them. If you believe that you're going to receive them in two weeks, you're not going to have it. I'll get that. This is really important you get this. Okay? So you believe that you receive them right now and you'll have it. But you go, but I did, it didn't come. Ah, where, where didn't it come? It didn't come out here. But the thing now exists in the spirit. What you asked for, listen, in the spirit, this thing appeared. Ta-da! And you are looking down here and going, uh, I didn't get it. I prayed. Nothing happened. You're looking in the wrong place. Look up. Look up, dude. <laughs> okay? You need to look in the spirit because it appeared. And see, this is the problem. Then you say, God, how come I didn't get it? God's going, you got it. And you're going, where? And he's going, there. And you're going, where? He's going, there. You're going, where? You need to see this, by the way, if you're hearing this. Okay? <laughs> I'm looking down and he's pointing up. All right. So, <laughs> okay? Do you get what I'm trying to say? It, God wasn't slow. It appeared the, the moment you prayed, you got it. Now you need to receive it. Thank you, Lord, for the Bible. This is why you thank him. Thank you, Lord, for the Bible. Oh, that's such a beautiful Bible. And he goes, yeah, isn't it? It's the version you need too, by the way. Because <laughs> okay? we all know what version you need. <laughs> right? In the children's Bible. No, okay. But whatever. <laughs> okay. The ICB, the Enchanted Children's Bible. All right. The, you know, but the thing is, the moment you prayed, that appeared. Listen, 
you haven't got it here, but it's there. As you continue to thank God for it, it will make its way to you. Because it might appear in Ruan's hand. And Ruan's at Kurong or someplace and goes, I need to buy this Bible. It will be the Bible that God said. And he'll go, I need to buy this. See what's happening now? And, and he goes, oh, I'll make this a surprise because pastor, I know he needs a Bible. You know, he keeps preaching from notes. I think he needs a Bible. <laughs> okay, all right? And so you buy this Bible and you bring it and you hand it to me. I'm, I'm thanking God all this time. And while I thank God, it's causing Ruan to go and do something that he's going to be rewarded for. Give and it shall be given to you. Press down, shaking together, running over. Ruan has done something now in planting a seed and answering my prayer. He has now opened the door for him to get a whole bunch of blessing coming to him. Watch how this works. You go, well, why doesn't God give it to you? Because now Ruan is going to miss out on his blessing. Oh, please get this. Please get this. God works through people because then they put themselves in a position to be blessed by him for doing something nice, for doing something kind, for being a blessing. That's why God doesn't just open up the heaven and drop it on your head. He can, but he won't. Are you with me? This is how it works. Once I receive it, now I have it. But you know when I actually had it? When I said amen. This is just a manifestation of what was already there. The thing that was not seen has now manifested. Amen? You're getting, oh, I've totally run out of time. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. More to come. I've got so much more here. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today for your, for your word. And we thank you, Father, for the understanding that I believe that we are receiving and getting from you. I thank you, Father, that each and every person here receives a revelation. Hallelujah. There are so many truths to this, Father. And we just thank you for all the truth that you're bringing to us. We receive it all. We are not going to abandon one truth for another. We are going to receive all the truth that we, that we get on this. And we are going to do what the Apostle James says, not just be hearers, but doers of this word. Because that's where the blessing is. And that's where we can be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.